Victoria Smith, and today is April 2nd. I'm coming to you a few days late this week. I apologize. I am, uh, all I can say is I'm all, I'm six weeks away from giving birth, and sometimes I am having to prioritize a little self-care over podcasting, but I am passionate about coming to you. I just am coming to you a few days later. Anyways, I wanted to let you know this podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Now, the Alberta Podcast Network is made up of a bunch of local podcasts to the province that I live in, and they cover every topic from sports to movies to some fiction and nonfiction, uh, talks about education, talks about politics. There really, truly is something for everyone. So I highly recommend you check out Alberta Podcast, albertapodcastnetwork.com, and I guarantee you're going to find something that's really unique and interesting. They've curated a fantastic list of local podcasts. I'm absolutely a fan. One of the ones that I'm going to recommend today, and I've recommended it before, is the Expats podcast. So this is by Adam, who explores the lives of Canadians who are living abroad. And he has this great interactive map that you can watch grow as they collect more expat stories from around the world. So if you've ever wanted to get a little out of your comfort zone and travel and experience life somewhere else, this is the podcast for you. So the Alberta Podcast Network is powered by ATB, and you know, there's so many great things I could tell you about ATB, but the thing that I, you know, really want to focus on today, again, is ATB Cares. I am such a fan of this. It's one of the coolest ideas ever. It's where you can donate to your favorite charity on atbcares.com, and ATB will cover your fees for the donation and add 15% on top of that. So in 2017, over $4 million was donated through, uh, donated to charity through ATB Cares, so they really are making a difference in the world. Now, today's topic. I don't know how many of you are Tony Robbins fans. Love him or hate him, I do think that Tony Robbins has a ton of wisdom to offer, and there's this one line in particular that stuck out to me the other day, and it's that you are not your biography. Now, the concept isn't unique. We're not our families or our stories or our backgrounds. We are not our past. But here's the thing. Most people, myself included, have let or are currently letting their past define their present. So I caught myself the other day saying, but that's how I grew up. It wasn't in retelling a story of childhood, but in talking about emotional eating. And it is. It is how I grew up. There was, And there's no judgment of my parents here. It's what we did. Something great happened, we ate. Something bad happened, we ate. Something was boring, we ate. Food became this crutch that I went to throughout the rest of my life for any feeling good or bad. Now, I have been able to mostly shift that. Um, You know, I still have my moments, but everybody does. And the problem was that then the judgment started as I grew up. And not from my mom so much, but definitely from society, you know, my peers in junior high or high school, uh, from a particular aunt, and even from my dad on occasion. And then it became really easy to judge myself. Everyone else was doing it, so why wouldn't I judge myself? And so this became part of my story. It became part of what I told myself was inherently in my nature. And because I believed it to be in my nature, I couldn't change it. 
in my mind. I couldn't change it. I mean, I try, I'd take steps, I'd go to the gym or I'd eat well for a week, but at my core, I didn't believe it was possible. Now, if you truly at your core do not believe that something is possible, you're going to put barriers in your way consciously or unconsciously. If you do not believe you're capable of saving money or quitting smoking or getting that new job, you are consciously or unconsciously going to find a way to sabotage yourself. That's just the way it is. Now there's another thing that people say which is that you are unlikely to make real change unless the alternative hurts so badly. Now I don't necessarily always believe that to be true but The thing is that change is hard. Our bodies want to keep the status quo, even if it's our, even if it's bad for us, because we know it, we know that sense of normal for us, we recognize it. And even if it's uncomfortable, it's still comfortable, if that makes sense. So when it came to my weight, I got so uncomfortable that I had to change. And to be honest, part of that change was because of my great desire for a love life. Now, I am not saying that to find or deserve love, you need to be thin. I know that now, but I didn't know that in my early 20s. And that's because at the time, my self-worth was so tied up in my weight and my size and how I looked. It is the story that I told myself. It was part of my biography. It was part of what society told me as well, right? Those messages like... You'll have the perfect life if you're thin. False. You know, (laughs) like I know a lot of thin and slender people that are struggling with their lives just as much as, as I was. So regardless, I proved to myself that by putting one foot in front of the other, by adding up the healthier food choices over time, that I was able to change my body. Now here's the thing. My body changed, but the most important thing that changed was my mindset. And that's because being thinner didn't equal love. In fact, it led to the opposite initially to people seeing me for my body and not taking the whole of me into consideration. So it turns out the grass isn't always greener unless you do the mental work to get there. And the mental work is the scary part. I get it. The mental work is tough. Now, the biggest lesson that I've learned through this process is that I am not my biography. I can change. I am capable of it, even if it's not in my comfort zone. And unless you're Elon Musk or Richard Branson, I highly doubt that any of us would consider change to be our comfort zone. So instead of trying to force it to be comfortable or expect that if it's the right move, it'll be comfortable, it's not. Let's just embrace it for what it is. Now, And now as I'm nearing the end of my second pregnancy, all those old biography stories and fears are popping up again. What if I can't lose the weight? I don't want to be a fat mom, quote unquote. Can I be a good role model at the size that I am? And I am having to do the serious mental work to remind myself that I have created a new biography. I have proven to myself that with hard work and by getting out of my comfort zone, I'm not destined for one specific story. I can change. And I'm capable of that. And my worth is not defined by what I look like. 
I'm going to say that again for anyone because most women, one of the number one things that we struggle with is our body image. Your worth is not defined by what you look like. Men as well. What I've also learned and I'm having to remind myself of is to give myself some grace. I'm going through a major life change and expecting to fit into my jeans after a week is ridiculous. But for those of you that do fit into your jeans after a week, please stop bragging about it on Facebook because that is down to your G-E-N-E jeans and not hard work. So stop making other people feel bad. Now, anywho, what I'm trying to tell you through my own story and through my own insecurities is that you are not your biography. You don't have to be what you came from. You don't have to be the story that was so intrinsic to your childhood, your teenagers, or even your early adult years. Be it toxic relationships, addictions, God forbid any kind of abuse, poverty, you are not your biography. It shapes you. Absolutely it shapes you. But it doesn't have to be your destiny. Now it often requires asking for help. And it definitely requires getting uncomfortable. But you can do this. It's just about one foot in front of the other again and again and again. Have a great week and I will chat to you soon. 